This was the largest audience to ever witness an inauguration, period. I believe that the president has learned from this case. It's going to disappear. One day it's like a miracle. It will disappear. Lindsey Graham said, let's let the next president make that nomination, and you could use my words against me. As far as the ballots are concerned, it's a disaster. Will you who shut up, your, man? Listen, who? Welcome to Facts and Friends. Wow. <laughs> what was that? I don't. I had never heard that before, so I don't. I don't know what was that. You know, that was our new intro music for our new show that we have just started now. <laughs> wow, it's been it's been a while. It's been two years almost. That's, that's a long time. Yeah, I mean, and in Trump years, that's like, is that like a is that like a millennium? Is that what is that in Trump years? <laughs> I, the, the math is too complicated. The numbers, the numbers yes. are just too big. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know who we are, yeah, who are you people? Why are you Why are you listening to us? We uh, used to have a show called the NPR Podcast. It was hugely successful. Like, I'm actually pretty surprised no one heard about it. I, I'm I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I, I'm surprised I, we don't. We have people that don't know who we are. Essentially, is what I'm saying. Like the the biggest podcast that I know of that I listen to. Yeah, <laughs> but we stopped doing it, and I, I, I listened to the last episode that we aired. I know we recorded one that didn't air, right? but the last episode that we aired, I listened to it to the very, very end, and this was the very last thing anyone who listened to our podcast oh, no. heard from us. Oh, no. There's going to be a lot of f***ing. <laughs> <laughs> that was our stinger. That was... <laughs> <laughs> and I, then I was thinking, like, well, did people think that we left to do that? Like, that's what we <laughs> just for two, two just for two solid years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that, that, the bleep there was fucking just in case you weren't sure. So um, at least I can only speak for myself. I have um, not been doing that since we last left the air. Really? That, that's that's all I've been doing. I, don't, I <laughs> really that's I. I, that's why we ended. I thought we we it was just to so go you off. Took that as, you took that as like a, a, a it was a command direction. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Well, <laughs> how how many kids do you have? Just the three still. Just the three. Okay. And yeah. was it just your wife, or did you branch out? I'm not really not at liberty to say. Okay. It's a, it's fair. election season, so you know I it's could get me in trouble. Yeah. Sure. So the NPR podcast was on from 2015 to 2018, almost a little over three years with one extended break in there. But we were we we there was, yeah. we put out over 125 shows. Did we really? We did. That, that sounds right. That sounds right. No. And then we stopped uh, doing the podcast for a bunch of reasons. Now we're back with this new podcast. Once again, a riff off of an existing sort of IP. Uh, we guess. have a type, it turns out. <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing is we, we did go through, we brainstormed quite a few different names before we settled on this one. And I have the short list here in front of me. Oh, okay. You know, the biggest problem in selecting a podcast name 
is that uh, more often than not, it's already taken. Right. Sure. Yeah. That's a, there's a lot of podcasts out there, it turns out. And not necessarily just as a podcast. It could be taken as a busy Facebook page with a lot of traffic. Sure. Um, and in that case, you kind of don't want to take that. But yeah, that it's taken is usually the, the biggest problem. And I thought out the gate, I was going to avoid that problem with my first suggestion. Sure. My first suggestion for the name of the show, the Joe Rogan experience. And... <laughs> It was taken. What's the? How did you come to that idea? You know, what 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 birthed that in your brain? I guess. Well, um, <laughs> I spelled Rogan with an E. If that makes a difference, I, I, I don't think anybody can spell anymore. Uh, uh, that that's fair. <sighs> did I ask you earlier today if we could do a show? Shitting all over Joe Rogan and his you, stupid. You podcast. absolutely did, and I think I reply with a yes. I think, yeah, I think, I think we can do that. There was an episode of the NPR podcast where we kind of took a little time doing that. It was one particular show where they were talking about. Uh, they were basically um, they were basically claiming that women make up false sexual assault claims oh, for God. about an hour. I don't yeah. remember that show, but but don't you remember that we, we you just gave our our, our uh, the era in which we were on the air with 2015 to 2018. He's gotten so much worse. Has he? Because he's gotten so much bigger. Oh, yeah. That's how you do that, apparently, these days. You become a MAGA asshole. Or just an asshole, really. There's... Well, he, isn't he a MAGA guy now? Is he a Trump guy? I. It's hard to say. I think sometimes that's the way he goes, and sometimes he's you know Bernie asshole, and sometimes... I don't know. It's right. hard to pin down what kind of asshole he is at any given moment. Mm. Well, we might actually sort uh, of a sort of a quantum asshole. A quantum asshole. <laughs> wow. Well, then, please, Mister Rogan, keep yourself and your quantum asshole away from Chipotle. <laughs> the world could end for reasons not directly related to Trump. <laughs> As you can tell, we are pretty solidly liberal. What gave it away? Well, you know, if people are new to the show, just kind of <laughs> point these things out. Yep. If sure. you saw the logo. And thought, hey, that looks like the Fox News logo. These people are probably right wing. Um, then you might be disappointed. Well, then you didn't read the logo. Yeah, it says Facts and Friends. And yeah. Uh, although, to be fair, Fox has the word news in it. So, you know, I guess we all tell little fibs. Well, our opening theme song has a bunch of lies that are just all spoken by right wing people. Right. So other quickly going through the list, other uh, titles, Snowflakes in Hell. I liked that one. Yeah. Listen, you, d you didn't like it because you felt like. I'm not a huge fan of the snowflake as, as a term. I don't I don't really care for it because it's so much more applicable to the people who often say it. It is. But I, I think we've reappropriated it. But you didn't <laughs> you, you didn't feel that we had quite enough. Uh, the everlasting GOP stoppers, which if you look at it, looks like gobstoppers. Yep. Gobstoppers. Yep. Yeah. That's a Facebook page, though, right? But it was a Facebook page, so we couldn't use yeah. that. Yeah. This was, a, I think, a finalist. <laughs> Subway Sandwich. <laughs> I can't even say it. You can't. Yeah. Subway Sandwiches presents Uncle Tortilla's Playground. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you want to do the voice? Is that? Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, kids. Oh, Subway. We did two children's shows on our decidedly not safe for children podcast. They're, they're, not, they're not bread now, you know, Subway. In I know Ireland. they're not bread. They're officially Ireland, yeah. not bread. That's fair. That's fair, though. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, serious ones. Children of conservative support group was a serious one put forward. Uh, and that, yeah, if, if it were appeal. shorter, yeah. if it were shorter, it's a lot of words. Uh, the the my mom is worse than your dad podcast. 
No, it's my dad is worse than your mom that's, podcast. No, that's not what that's that's, not what that's the way it is. Well, I think we will come to debate that uh, <laughs> in the future of this show. Uh, there's already a long list of topics that we want to cover, but that's certainly one of them. Well, I think the next one is definitely the one that we want to cover the most. The the next title, yeah, is actually I, I is this an actual uh, proposed title. <laughs> The Mitch McConnell Gay Scat Fan Fiction Podcast. I did not recall the scat part of that. Scat, that's, 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 I, that's an addition. I added. Like. <laughs> scat was added at the request of Mitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And um, yeah, at first, uh, Susan Collins was against including the scat, and then she was for it. Uh, it, it, it she's concerned about it, though. Yeah. Oh, she's definitely concerned. Um, and she figured uh, now that I've used it, I probably shouldn't have. At least I've learned my lesson. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and you have your lo- learned your lesson, haven't you? No, no one will stop no. you from saying scat on a podcast. No. And so now people may have come to understand that we will say whatever we want on this podcast. And um, sometimes even, it gets sometimes a Sometimes even gross. things we don't want to say. Well, recall in certain drops that you probably still have on your computer of me saying things. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Whatever could you mean? Oh, God. But don't hire Mexicans, apparently, because they apparently are lazy. <laughs> wow. That's that's garden variety racism these days. I don't I don't that hardly would budge the meter there. I know some six year old girls who are just begging for it. Damn it. I knew that was the one you're going to pull. <laughs> That one was going to be in the intro for Subway Sandwiches Presents Uncle Tortilla's Playground. Um, to be fair to anyone who hasn't listened to the old podcast. And the word of the day today, kids, is pedophilia. Who hasn't listened to the old podcast. Right. There may be some context removed from these quotes. Oh. Well, one thing I vow to do is in the new show, I think the the, the new show is going to be a lot like the old show, Okay. Well, it still has us, so that it still has us. We're still we still have the perspectives that we have, and we're probably still going to cover a lot of politics with some pop culture here and there, right? Absolutely. I think some of the segments from the old show will come back, some won't. But I mean, I see no reason not to bring back responsible gun owner of the week. Oh, definitely. Who has the biggest asshole? Uh, Tino's gay corner. Uh, (laughs) Cooking with Uncle Tortilla. It's cooking with Tino. Cooking with Tino. Um, sorry, yeah. I don't know that we'll bring that one back, but maybe. Yeah, it depends but on we'll the do story. New ones right? too. We have, we have a few new ones that we're not going to spoil that we already have planned uh, for the near future. But um, but one of the things I don't think I'm going to do is rec- play drops of people out of context. The thing you just did like three times. <laughs> I was just hard. So, 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 so we're starting. You're saying age. starting now? Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> starting. Starting right now, I am no longer going to play clips of people out of context. Yeah, just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Okay. All right. So. I started a, a timer just so you know. Have we. <laughs> you haven't signed <laughs> minutes s- since the last time, you know, as. Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. I'm, I'm going to make a web page. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I hope. Do you, do you think we conveyed what this show is? all that well or probably not not great yeah probably not great but let's face it the people that are most of the people that are gonna listen to this listen to the old show i think (laughs) and uh the the, the real hardcore diehard fans yeah so we had a we really struggled to 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 decide on what to talk about today 
not for lack of things to talk about. It's just because how do you, in an age where news happens at such an accelerated rate, we had, what, years of news in a week? We had to rewrite it, like, four times today. I mean... Yeah, and that was, that was sort of the case on our last show, but it's so much worse. It's so much worse. It, it's just gotten worse. So... What we've decided we're going to talk about today, uh, we're talking about the presidential debate, if you want to call it that. Um, <laughs> I don't, and, I, I don't and in fact. We'll probably spend most of the time, though, talking about what's going on with uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, and... Um, and the White House. And the White House and... Super spreaders. Exactly. Well, I just wanted to go out of the first segment here with with the fanfare that's that's just like appropriate to the gravity and promise of this fresh and exciting endeavor okay all right so good it's still so good or so bad well we'll be right back after this commercial free break to bring you our take on that disaster that was the first presidential debate. So, Judson. Yes? Did you watch the presidential debate this past week? Uh, no, and I would argue that really nobody watched a presidential debate. That's fair. That's very <laughs> fair. Calling it a debate is is absolutely generous. Yeah. I do think we should talk about it. I have maybe- Also presidential. Also maybe not really accurate. I should just choose all new words. Yeah, exactly. It was something else entirely. It's what Dana Bash called it, right? <laughs> it is a shit show. Yeah. She was, she was speaking the words of the people. Yeah. So let's listen to three assessments of the debate. Okay. Okay. Sure. The first is from CNN's Wolf Blitzer. Okay. Joe Biden clearly showed up today. He went head to head with the president of the United States, uh, who was often put on the defensive, interrupting the vice president repeatedly. Uh, This will certainly be a relief to a lot, a lot of the Biden supporters who are going into this debate fairly nervous. Uh, The uh, former vice president clearly showed up. I remember it differently. Yeah, uh, I completely disagree with Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> completely disagree. Here's a sh- uh, one Sean Hannity's hot take. Well, this should be good. All right, welcome to Hannity. The very first presidential debate is now officially in the books, and the extremely weak, the frail, the confused, kind of angry Joe Biden just got steamrolled by President Trump. Joe flat out refused to answer simple, basic, fundamental questions, unable to respond to the president's beatdowns, and he appeared flustered, irritated, and, uh, well, cranky. Definitely irritated. Uh, uh, Understandably irritated at times. Cranky though, oddly smiley at times. Yeah, we'll get into that. That's Joe. He smiles. Man, I think a theme throughout the life of this show, if we keep going in this direction, is how how can those two assessments exist in the same reality? Right. Oh, sure. They're, well, they're not honest assessments, at least by at least one of those parties. I, I would say they're both not honest, but one went way P- over potentially, the potentially. Yeah, yeah. And then there's this one. This is the last one. This is uh, <laughs> well, you know this one. Jake Tapper. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck. That was the worst debate I have ever seen. In fact, it wasn't even a debate. 
It was a disgrace. Um, and it's primarily because of President Trump. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> I agree with absolutely everything that he said. Yep. What's important to note there is he didn't say exclusively because of President Trump. Well, of course. There was blame to go around on both sides. I, so the case that I want to make about this debate, and, and yes, I think I told you that this is the first presidential debate where hundreds of millions of people lost. <laughs> right. Like there was no winner at all. No, we had we had we did not have a debate. I was furious to see a lot of news outlets saying that Biden won the debate, most of them, because he didn't win the debate. No one won that debate. Everyone involved lost. At best, Trump lost the debate. That's the best you could say about it from Biden's perspective. Right. Okay. So one of the things I really wanted to talk about is how I feel that Joe Biden is a terrible candidate for president of the United States and that we saw a lot of why in this debate. Let me preface this by saying I'm absolutely voting for Joe Biden. And I'm not ashamed that I'm voting for Joe Biden. Um, It's easier because Kamala Harris is on the ticket. But this is the least excited I've ever been to vote for a candidate for any office. But but the most excited I've been to vote against a candidate for any office. So I was more excited in 2016. Now it's like life or death. This is just like. (laughs) True. Excitement's the wrong word. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is like. Motivated, though. Motivated. Certainly. Yeah. Motivated is a good word. I found and, and and so I I watched the debate live, right? Cuz you hate yourself, sure. It was it was tough. Yeah. And then to prep prep for the show, I had to watch it again. That that hurts. Because that's, that's dedication there, folks. Because my takeaway from the debate was that Biden, so Biden's brand is decency, right? Sure. I mean, well, and, that's not true. Biden's brand is like boring competency, I think. And a little creepy uncle. But so when he says things like this, will you who shut is up, your, man? Listen, who is on your list, Joe? So will you shut up, man? Uh, which has been widely embraced by the left. It's a rallying cry at this point. Yep. It's it's the uh, it's the equivalent to uh, stand down, stand by, but for the other side. And we'll also get to that. The clown remark. I'm not going to play the audio. I I mean. I think he said he called him a clown twice. Once he corrected it to person, which I I would argue is not a correction. It's definitely not a correct correction. <laughs> right, exactly. But but what I'm getting at here is that I can say those things, but I'm not running for president. If one of your selling points is that you're going to return this nation to some semblance of decency, you don't call your opponent a clown, even if he is. No, disagree. It, okay. Go ahead. I just I disagree. I don't think that those things are so far out of the norm that we need to even worry about it. Honestly, we're we're so far beyond worrying about if he says clown or tells him to shut up in in a just a you know, oh, come on, shut up, man, sort of tone that I, I, I don't see how that even registers on any sort of scale right now. Yes, I agree. There was a time when those things absolutely had no place in any sort of discourse but with this guy you have to do that simply to cut through the noise with him i don't agree just to register but i just don't see that as disrespectful i guess i don't see that nearly as disrespectful as you see it it's absolutely absolutely disrespectful but i i you know and i don't think trump deserves respect but i think when you're representing yourself as better than the other guy when you say shit like that it 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 doesn't Uh, 
it does it, it it doesn't help. No one's helped by it. I, I don't I, I don't agree. But better what, than the other guy. What all what, he said what, was clown and told him to shut up. Like, what has that guy said? What did he do the entire debate? What would you tell your kid if your kid told one of his classmates to shut up? That that's inappropriate. Right, and it's inappropriate for Joe. Joe My Biden kids to do are it. children. These are grown ass men, and the one of them so wouldn't it's shut even up. Worse. No, it's not. I don't agree. Sometimes you do have to tell people, "Hey, shut up." I don't. I don't agree with you, and I don't think we're I'm, we're going to convince the other person. <laughs> I, I mean, I see your point, though. I just don't think that because Trump is so bad and he's he's pushed norms in such a insane direction i just don't think it makes biden telling him to shut up and calling him a clown okay and i wish he hadn't done it and if he was going to go at trump and be disrespectful i wish that he could have done so in a more sort of pointed i don't think those punches landed they seemed feeble and 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 that kind of gets to my other point where he he flubbed a lot and he missed opportunities. I think that you're also, and nowhere do I see in our notes that we're talking about the challenges Biden has in public speaking. It's not in our notes. Yeah. Why don't you talk about that? Well, I mean, I just he is a stutterer, has been for his most of his entire life. The interruptions we found out were a deliberate plan, I think by Chris Christie, I'm, I'm reading recently, hmm. uh, to throw Biden off of his message, to get him to stutter, to get him to to look weak and confused and feeble. That was, that was the game plan going into this. And to some extent, obviously it worked, but it worked because he has a disability that he has struggled with his entire life. So I guess I don't understand how stuttering causes someone to kind of like lose their train of thought. I'm, I'm certainly no expert, but it seems like that he has developed workarounds let for, me be clear. I'm not. I'm not saying that uh, that I don't think it does. I honestly just don't know. Okay. Right? Yeah. I, I. I don't. I'm no expert either. But I, th- he has developed over over years workarounds where he where he encounters uh, some of the, the the sounds that he knows he struggles with, or or the, he begins to detect that he's struggling with the sound, and he he switches to another word, something he's easier to say, something he's more comfortable with. And when someone's constantly interrupting and haranguing you while you're trying to get your message across that just i mean just trying to give a normal speech with someone heckling you is hard enough but when you have the added impact of of a, of a stuttering disability that, that just seems like it seems like the trump campaign's attempt or, or goal in the debate was simply to prey upon his disability and and like as I, as I said i think a lot of the things you're pointing out here at least in part could be attributed to that being somewhat successful. Okay, but some of the missteps didn't come during times of interruptions. There were there were flubs. He got numbers wrong, uh, just out of the blue. Uh, he he corrected himself in a few cases, but it was concerning to me that he would just get them wrong. An interruption had nothing to do with it. Here's here's one example. And the fact of the matter is, violent crime went down 17 percent, 15 percent in our administration. All right, it's gone up on his. So, I mean, that's one example of kind of flubbing the numbers. All in all, you know, it just doesn't inspire confidence when you have these prepared statistics, no one's interrupting you, and you just can't get the number right. I mean, at least he corrected himself. But if anything, it's better to just let the wrong numbers stand, I think, especially when you're combating a a narrative from your opponent that you are a doddering old man. So we don't have to hang too much on the flubs. I think they're less important than missed opportunities. 
I have several examples of missed opportunities, but in in the interests of moving the show along, let's just focus on two. The first one is about judges. By the end of the first term, I'll have approximately 300 federal judges and court of appeals judges, 300, and hopefully three great Supreme Court judges, justices. That is a record the likes of which very few people. And you know one of the reasons I'll have so many judges? Because I do. President Obama and him left me 128 judges to fill. When you leave office, you don't leave any judges. That's like you just don't do that. And you kind of inadvertently made my point for me when you interrupted the clip with I do. Because my point is, how do you let what that man just said stand? Dude, the reason we didn't have judges is because fucking Mitch McConnell, once they got control of the Senate, they basically... They blocked everything. Blocked everything they possibly could. Absolutely. Missed so, opportunity. Agreed. But it's not just a missed opportunity. It's a rewriting of history that can't be left to just stand. It, it, that can't be left as the record for this debate. I cannot think of a liberal politician that would just let that hang there or let that stand unchallenged. Yes, it's a missed opportunity, but it's not just any missed opportunity. It's it's an opportunity that should not have been missed, no matter what. And this next example might be worse. Are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists <laughs> and militia groups sure. and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha, and as we've seen in Portland. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Well, I, go would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right so wing. So what, what, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. Supremacists and would right you like me to condemn? White Proud supremacists Boys. and right supremacists. Stand back and stand by. So you can't, obviously this is an audio podcast, so you can't see what's going on there. But um, Joe just like laughed as if like, oh, Trump's just going on again. That crazy Trump, like Trump basically took an opportunity to denounce white supremacists and white supremacist groups and turned it into a virtual endorsement of white supremacists, of a specific white supremacist group. How do you not jump on that? I mean, I think Trump's words spoke for themselves. I mean, I, I, uh, I, I don't I don't think so. I, I, at least the look on his face should have been different. Like, even if he didn't respond to it, it's just like I would have expected a look if you're, if you're in the moment and listening to what's being said. Like, what the fuck did you just say, dude? Like, not <laughs> Trump being Trump. And I know I'm putting words in his mouth because he didn't say that's Trump being Trump. But that's just that's what I took away from that moment. You can't see it. So I know it's hard for you to like. Um, respond, but uh, I think in I've general, seen it. I mean, I've, I've, yeah. I've seen the clip. I, I yeah. just did I, that. Did that? Did that? I will not disagree that he could have done more in that moment. I also don't think you can cover everything when you. There's this thing when you're arguing with someone uh, called the gish gallop. It's this fallacy where they throw everything against the wall and see what sticks, basically. Mm -hmm. And they, it's so much stuff that you literally don't have time. It would take you. 10 times as long to respond to every single point and explain why it's wrong. <clears throat> and so you're left with not being able to address some of those things. And simply because I didn't address them doesn't make them right. 
so it's a 90 minute 90 minute debate where Trump constantly interrupted and changed topics and and went off on his you know not answering questions and you can't address everything and I agree he could have he could have hit that and that's a, that's that's a point that he probably should have same with the judges we can sit you know here and and, and armchair quarterback every th- every debate and say oh we should have done this he should have done that but in the moment when you're on stage when you're the one there you you can't you can't hit it all there's just no chance no nobody could hit it all i i i certainly agree with you that we you, you can't hit it all but i think it's um really really concerning that those would be two of the misses it feels like those 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 are misses that shouldn't have happened you're taking the ones that he missed. I mean, we we're not looking at any of the hits. We're not looking at you know things he did push back on, and and that's a that's a fair point. Um, I mean, I'm not going to relent on the fact that sure there'll be misses, but you can't miss those two things. You simply can't, and and get, have my confidence clearly. Um, but I did want to point out since I did watch it a second time, my my takeaway from the first live watch through was that Biden was just awful. That he was, my memory was such that he missed all all opportunities and and he flubbed everything. Like that's just how my memory sort of recorded the event. And when I watched it back, I found myself surprised to see that that was not the case. That Joe actually had a lot more respectable moments where he did push back in the right places and said the right things. Also, don't recommend watching it again, regardless of that. <laughs> I no, I, th- I, w- I was glad I did ultimately. I mean, it was pain- I'm just saying, I'm not, re- I'm not recommending our, our listeners do that. No, that's no, no one needs to see that. A second Don't put time. yourself through that. Yeah, but still, you, you, you can't miss, you can't miss on judges, and you can't miss on white supremacy, man. You can't look like when he sends the Trump signal to the Proud Boys. You can't look like you didn't hear what was said and just laugh. That tells me you, you're not in the moment. You're, you're, you're not reacting to what, what was said. I think you give Joe Biden way more of a pass than I do. And maybe it means that I'm too hard on Joe Biden. I mean, he wasn't my first choice. He wasn't he, my second choice. I don't think he was my 14th but choice. He's he's who I got. So I'm going to vote. Like I said, I'm going to vote for him. I will call him out where I think he's made big mistakes. I just feel like I don't I the debates, honestly, like to me, I don't I don't see them as being that big a deal. Trump performed abysmally. Yeah. And maybe that did move the needle in some cases. But if two people, especially in our polarized times, come in to a debate and both perform adequately both nothing's going to change like there's you you really have to have like a a, just a a really lopsided contest between these two the two the two candidates right now and which we seem to have had with one doing eh, and the other one being just awful i think i think the same thing in 2016 hillary clinton destroyed donald trump at every debate, right? But Donald Trump wasn't as bad as he was. He wasn't. No, wasn't nearly as bad as he was right. now, and the most recent one. But, but she destroyed him in every debate. With she had a, a full command of the facts and figures and every single policy, and she knew everything backward to front. Arguably, the most overprepared and qualified candidate we've ever put up for president. Right. But it didn't fucking matter. No, it didn't. It, you're right. It didn't matter. So, but also the deep seated hatred that certain Americans have for Hillary Clinton. Sure. Just that isn't something Joe Biden has to deal with at all. Well, and, and there's when there's also the long and deep seated hatred for just women in general that sure. underlies everything in this country. Yeah. So, so just to kind of wrap this debate chat up, I, I just kind of <laughs> want to touch on this debate debate. 
at the debate debate. <laughs> I, 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 as we're going on, I'm like, isn't there supposed to be comedy in this show? <laughs> Where did we, that go? We have our serious moments. I guess. We got real yeah. serious about this. Yeah. I do think you give Biden way way, way too much of a pass. I really, I really and do. I, and I think you are way too critical. Okay. So that's fair. <laughs> there we go. So undecideds. No, fuck them. Seriously. And, and we'll so, seriously, this. seriously, fuck them. There's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> Let's go through this real quickly. Sure. Whatever. Oh, I, got, I got three undecideds. Okay. We've got Maria. Maria, did the interrupting make you feel more strongly or less strongly toward one of the candidates? Well, it's so distracting that I just found that I was agreeing with a lot of what President Trump was saying, but it's, it's not what he says. It's how he says it. And it's so distracting. And he's saying it when he's not supposed to be saying it, that I'm finding myself being swayed against him, not toward him, even though I believe in what he's saying. Well, the things he's saying are lies, so maybe right. you should check that first, Lady Maria. Maria, Maria, no. Just, just also, no. also, if you think the things Trump is saying sound good, you're not an undecided voter. You're right. an idiot you're... who's voting for Trump. Right. Okay, there's this guy. Again, he's our commander-in-chief, and if you're in a debate, people want to, you know, be respected and, and called as such. You know, calling him a clown is just out of out of pocket, and I just don't agree with it. <laughs> yeah, it's the, that's so terrible. It's not at all. I mean, if only Joe Biden had imprisoned children and torn them away from their families and killed 200,000 Americans with a disease he failed to stop, th then then he'd be respectful. Uh, well, that's a clown, I, so I'm out. That's not what I seized upon in that, that little sure. audio clip. He called it out of pocket. Out of pocket, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he did. I thought out of pocket out of, was out when, of bounds, maybe? When like you didn't have cell reception <laughs> and you, you couldn't really be contacted. Mm-hmm. I thought that's what yeah. out of pocket meant. It, it is. It's that's, that's 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 an incorrect usage. It should should have been out of bounds. I, I thought that was out of bounds. Okay, I'm building up to a theme here about uh, these undecided uh, voters. They're not undecided. Here's the last one. It's American political theater, at its finest. We only finest? get to see this every four years, um, for a couple times. I think three debates this time. I was glad to see Joe Biden showed up, just like he did when he debated Paul Ryan for the vice president. Um, Trump had a good command of things, so it was it was nice to see. I, th I think we have a real, uh, real battle here. Motherfucker, are you out of your damn mind? Are you out of your damn mind, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What did I what did I react to in the middle of the clip? Because I've forgotten now. There's so much stuff that happened after that. <laughs> he said it was uh, political theater at political its theater finest. at its finest. Yeah. At its finest. No. No, it's it is political theater. That was not at its finest. That man, again, like Sean Hannity earlier, did not watch the same thing we watched. No. It or, his, was... or his brain is broke. And he was for Biden. How was he for... <sighs> he was pro-Biden. Although at one point he did say that Trump was commanding or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he, he had a command of... of I don't know. I, I wanted to ask what. What exactly did he have command of? Space Force. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I don't I don't understand the concept Judson and obviously I'm biased Judson yeah undecided voters are by definition fucking morons exactly like, exactly like how could you be this far into this presidency right and they're, be like I don't know who to vote for they're ill-informed yeah um, have you been asleep for the last right. three years four years right. almost yeah I mean 
my voice is reaching this really high register where I don't know what I'm saying because I don't know what they're saying. I mean, you see this in every presidential election cycle for some reason. These these idiots come around, but this year and and probably 2016, but this year in particular seems like an election year in which there should be no undecided voters. Like they're, 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 the sides could not be clearer. I mean, there is a theory, um, and I think it's probably true for some of them, that they just want the attention. Sure. Wine me, dine me, you know. But here's here's the sick and scary part. They're the ones that are going to decide who wins. They still get to vote. Yeah, that's crazy. No, but they're the undecided are the ones that decide who wins. Yeah. Right? Well, so the, yeah. the, the dumbest R- of the really, dumbest. R- really a the, few states. The undecided voters in a few states. Is the, he in the right state? I guess maybe he was. It the, was in Ohio, I think. Yeah, uh, the dimmest of the dim drifted away from swing state status. Judson, I got to say, I think their comments were just so out of pocket that <laughs> I, I'm flummoxed. I'm flummoxed. So you're supposed to use the wrong word. Though. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm famished. I'm fam- I am famished. I'm just so utterly famished. <laughs> Fuck you, undecided voters. Really, from the bottom of my heart. We'll be right back. We welcome you to CBS This Morning. Let's get right to the alarming news. It's breaking overnight from the White House. President Trump and First Lady Melania Trump say they have tested positive for the coronavirus. He tweeted this early this morning. We will get through this together. (laughs) Okay. So let's back up first. There is so much to talk about. I mean, we've been off the air for two years and there is too much. We should we should sum up. We should back up a little bit on COVID. So let's. I thought the first thing we could do is just look at what the numbers are for this hoax right now. The hoax. Uh, The Democratic hoax. I'm sorry. The Democrat hoax. Right. They don't say democratic. So right now, based on worldometer or worldometer, depending if you're British or not. Right. <laughs> there are th- over 35 million coronavirus cases in the world. Yep. Over a million deaths. Yep. And 26 million people have recovered. I know a lot of people who hate COVID, hate that COVID is a thing, will uh, blow you up if you don't. Uh, They'll say how many people are, are better now. Are better now. Except that right. what does recovered even mean? I don't know. It's not like, does that include long haulers? People who are struggling with symptoms uh, months afterward? Uh, I'm not sure, but they're not in the thick of the disease anymore, but they're still, I wouldn't call them recovered. Right. So in the United States, and we're mostly going to talk about the United States today because we're American seven, over 7.6 million coronavirus cases. There have been, and you know, not all of them are active. We're over 214,000 deaths. Yep. With uh, 4.8 million people having recovered. So that's where we are with this hoax where, you know, it'll go away in a few weeks. By April. Yeah. Well, it shifted. He must have meant next April. That's what he meant. It's always been going away. When the heat comes. Or almost always. You know. Yeah. That was another time. Yeah. So people haven't heard from us in a long time. And, you know, we all went through the lockdown, like the virtual lockdown. It depends on where you lived, I guess. This is really why we're podcasting again. It's been a long time in quarantine. (laughs) We needed to talk to somebody. 
so yeah it has and before we get into what's what's going down right now i just thought maybe like backing up and and i was curious how you know COVID has impacted you and i can share a little bit about how it's impacted me sure i mean yeah i'm very fortunate i think i'm able to work from home my wife's able to work from home a significant portion of the time you're being generous with that word work <laughs> let's not get into that tino oh, sorry <laughs> But no, I my job is very flexible in terms of the the location and the hours and everything. So I'm lucky in that way. It's obviously upended you know all parts of our lives. We for the first couple of months, my kids didn't see any of their grandparents. What parts of them are they seeing now? <laughs> <laughs> we have sort of absorbed my in laws into our bubble. Uh, I guess. Uh, so okay, I, you can start by seeing grandma's elbow, <laughs> and then maybe next week. Grandma is actually watching my youngest. She's uh, three, almost four, and she is is missing school very much. So she's having school with her Mimi. So they're doing stuff every day. She's coming over every day for like a half day. Um, and then the, my kids are in virtual school. My older kids are in virtual school. So they're doing everything online, at least until Christmas and probably through the summer. Okay. So that's, I mean, that's really been it. We, we My kids were very active in sports. We had to cancel pretty much everything for about six or eight right. weeks. Uh, we've gotten back into some baseball with a group that's really taking COVID seriously and wearing masks and socially distancing and limiting the number of spectators. And obviously baseball is a somewhat spread out sport to begin with on the field. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's been a, a whole different life. I just realized, I mean, I the only time I'm by myself is when I leave the house. And the only time I leave the house is either on the rare days when I do need to go into the office or when I'm going to get like groceries. And that's it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of... Uh, an anxious person in general and um, I have uh, a respiratory pre-existing condition so uh, I've been kind of terrified about COVID since since it kind of sure descended on us in February March yeah you know, I guess it got real in mid-March right where yeah that's at least like that. in my state it where got we, re- we it got shut real the down. day the NBA canceled everything that was the day everyone re- realized oh oh this is this is this is different Right. This is a big deal. Yeah. Um, uh, I gained a lot of weight. My hair. I haven't gotten my hair cut since January. So my hair is ridiculous right now. Uh, I did find that someone in my family died. They were. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what, were you they were older. Of COVID? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah. wow. So no, Jetson. I just, I just, I just thought I'd throw in a random death. <laughs> I just in my family there. I, I, yeah, I mean, we're talking about COVID, but Aunt Susie, she had a a, a car accident. I just wanted to get that in there. It was really embarrassing. I just, uh, I but, hadn't heard that from you, so that's, this is new information for me. I, I, well, I don't tell you everything, Judson. I, I'm finding that out now for, for the very first time, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, I settled down uh, with Colton Haynes uh, <laughs> together for. I was drinking uh, when you said that. Damn it! <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. No, it's it's been you know I haven't gotten it. I just recently am getting over a cold. You may still be able to hear it. I didn't get tested for COVID, but I did completely lose my sense of smell to the like the extent where I couldn't smell dog shit. I couldn't <laughs> smell like hand sanitizer, which just smells like reeks of alcohol. Right? I sure. couldn't smell it. So you know it it was worrisome but i clearly didn't have covid because uh, well if i well i didn't have bad covid i guess you might, yeah you <laughs> might have gotten the, the good kind what, what's the good possibly kind? but i never had a fever so I, I, I that that would have worried me right um the, well we're going to talk about what the good kind might be because i think it depends on who has it Judson. <laughs> I, I was going to uh, say going back to your clip uh 
uh, what was the what did she use to describe that? It was like the terrible news or the, the I don't know. She she used a word that I did not agree with. We welcome you to CBS this morning. Let's get right to the alarming news. Alarming. Yes. Alarming. Alarming, yes. alarming not, was no, the word. Alarming is not the word I would use. Well, you know, alarms can go off for lots of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but but I you know I don't want to blow our load uh, just yet. Um, we use a different phrase. I just, what? Well, Judson, I've been, I mean, I've been fucking for two years, Tino. I just don't. I just. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of fucking. <laughs> I'm sorry for you and your fucking, but um. <laughs> so I mean, I think what we're saying is it hasn't been a huge impact to us, but you know, I wonder. I think psychologically, it's actually been a pretty prof- had a pretty profound I, impact on me. I live by myself. I, I think it has been a huge impact on us. It's just like I said, I, I I'm very fortunate personally. Yeah, I work from home as well. I, I'm lucky in that regard. I used to also drive though uh, Uber and and uh, Lyft you on the weekends stuff, for extra yeah. money. That's right. And I and I couldn't do that anymore, and I still won't do it. Right. Uh, I don't I don't feel safe doing that. So yeah. I mean, I guess there was a slight financial impact for me because I was kind of extra spending money. But, you know, I think for me, living alone and being alone so often has been difficult. You know, I I am kind of a private person. I do kind of keep to myself quite a bit. But when you have to all the time. Yeah. I want it to be a choice to ignore all of you people. Yeah. I don't I don't want to force into it. So, yeah, I mean, it's it it has been tough. But like, I mean, I guess when I say it hasn't impacted us that much. I'm not really just, I'm talking about, you know, it's, it's ruined lives, oh, right? Absolutely. We're, we are the fortunate ones. Right. And it, and, and yet you're also right that it has impacted us quite a bit, although we are more fortunate than some others. Yeah. That's us personally. And I, I guess the question maybe like, like to review is like, how, like, how did we get here? How did we get to, cause you remember, you know, early, the early estimates were around Around 200,000 deaths, right? Right. If we did nothing, I think I've heard a number of 2 million. But we did, for the most part, we we did take measures. It was alarming how many states were slow to. So it's a very generous we you're throwing in there. We, we as a nation, I think, collectively did take a lot of steps. Sure. It was just there were a lot of patches where they didn't. Right. Uh, oh, the other, the other way that COVID has affected me, I really should mention, because we'll probably do at least the whole segment on it uh, eventually, is that my mother and sister, um, for those of you who didn't listen to our past work, I have a very colorful family. <laughs> that is one way to put it. My mother is a former psychic. Is she, though? Well, <laughs> self-proclaimed. Uh, my mother and sister are conspiracy theorists and anti-vaxxers, and that's been easier to maintain a relationship with them because that's not something that comes up all that often in in the age of fucking COVID nineteen. Sort of, that's, sort of on the mind, yeah. And so they're COVID deniers, right? right? And then <laughs> they became Republicans, <laughs> Trump loving Republicans because of COVID. They've, they they believed in pandemic and the five G conspiracy theory. You oh, name a conspiracy, Jesus. they they bought it. So I don't actually have a relationship with my mother or sister anymore because of COVID. It's funny how much that bothers me because it didn't occur to me when we were talking about <laughs> how COVID has affected us. <laughs> but I, I assure you, we're going to talk a lot more about that in a, in a future show. And I may do one of my interviews with them because I want people to really hear how fucking crazy they are. How crazy they are. Yeah. But how did we get here? Trump has downplayed this at 
nearly every turn. Didn't he upplay? I I swear he said he upplayed it. I don't have time to play this whole clip. I'm going to start it. Okay. Are the words about a pandemic at this point? No, we're not at all, and uh, we're we have it totally under control. We think we have it very well under control. We pretty much shut it down. A lot of people think yeah, that goes April. away in April with the heat. We're in very good shape. I think it's going to work out fine. Very well under control in our country. I think that's a problem that's going to go away because of all we've done. The risk to the American people remains very low. I mean, view this the same as the flu. It's going to disappear. One day, it's like a miracle. It will disappear. We are working on cures, and we're getting some very good results. We only have 15 people, and they're getting better. Now the Democrats are politicizing the coronavirus. And this is their new hoax. Okay, we're... There's there, there's another, like, two minutes just in this too clip. Much. There's just too much. Yeah, that that's enough to just turn your stomach well the crazy thing is like we knew at the time that was bullshit the experts said no no none of this is true right well you know who else knew it was bullshit judson uh no tell me who now it's turning out it's not just old people bob but just today and, and yesterday some uh, startling that facts came out it's not that just voice sounds familiar people. yeah exactly young people to plenty of young people so give me a a moment of talking to somebody going through this with Fauci or somebody who kind of uh, it caused a pivot in your mind because it's clear just from what's in on the public record that you went through a pivot on this to oh my god the gravity is uh, almost inexplicable and unexplainable well i think bob really to be honest with you sure i want you to i be. wanted to uh <laughs> i wanted to always play it down i still like playing it down yes sir. because i don't want to create a panic okay now that's a confession that is a confession yeah he clearly knew it was terrible i have other audio from that bob woodward interview with trump as well that is criminal i, I think it's criminal i agree there should be consequences for that. In any normal, any normal time of history in this country, that guy would have already resigned in disgrace. Oh, absolutely. And you know what's funny is that, so this this other clip from Woodward. You've said it. This is now, this, a monster. This is, this is a scourge. Okay, two things. That's not how you say scourge. Pronounce scourge right, man. Yeah. Seriously? I know it's the least important part. That's that's something that will continue over from the last show. But that bothers me. It bothers me a lot. Say scourge. But Trump said it rips you apart. Okay. That's 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 strong language. That is very strong. And it is the plague. It's a plague. It is the plague. And the dis- and, and Bob, it's so easily transmissible you wouldn't even believe okay, it. Okay, did you hear that? Yeah, yep. Heard that. <laughs> Kind of laughing says, in my head the, a little bit. Says the guy who wasn't wearing masks. I mean, you can you can be in the room. I was in the White House a couple of days ago, a meeting of ten people in the Oval Office, and a guy sneezed innocently, not a horrible, you know, yes. just a sneeze. The entire room bailed out. Okay, including <laughs> me, by the way. Really? <laughs> no, the room bailed out. I mean, this is a different. Well, you're so- risking getting it, of course, the way you move around and have those briefings and deal with people. Are you worried about that? No, I'm not. You're I don't not. know why. I'm not. I'm not. Why? I don't know. I'm just not. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Help me out. Help me out with something here, Judson. Sure. So you just listened to that clip wherein okay. it was a bit of a roller coaster because you're hearing Trump saying 
this this disease is, this is it rips you apart. Yeah. It's a plague. It's really super easily transmitted to others. Like you're hearing that, and you hear a story about how the room cleared, and he was one of them because there was so af- he was first. Let's let's be clear. So the, because they're first. so afraid of COVID. Yeah. And how does this interview resolve with him saying, "I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid of getting it." He's, he's not afraid of getting COVID. Yeah. Because because he's not afraid of anything. Why do you leave the room? Why do you leave the fucking room? Because he's a coward. <laughs> he is afraid of it. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like the one thing that struck me when I recorded that is like. Dude, you're completely contradicting yourself. No, I, of course, that's Trump. Of course, he did. Here we are. He's not afraid of getting it. He has it. Yep, he and has it. It sounds like he's afraid too. So it does sound like he's afraid. My, how the turntables have turned. <laughs> what was the initial timeline given to us? It was basically Friday morning, Th- uh, one in the morning, right? Yeah, it was like Thursday night. Basically, well, we found out like yeah, but basically. When did we find out about Hope Hicks? Third, sometime on Thursday afternoon, I think. Okay, right. And then we found out that on Friday, early, early Friday morning, we were still up. So it was like yep. Saturday night. Uh, sorry. It was Thursday night. Thursday to night. Us, yeah, Friday morning. Into, into really Friday morning. Right. And we found out that Trump and Melania had it. Yep. We assumed they, that they got it from Hope Hicks, I believe, right? That's what we assumed. Okay. And so then. I guess we knew that he had probably gone to a fundraiser at his golf course in Bedminster, New Jersey. Right. Thursday night. After knowing that Hope had it so right he, he knew hope had a positive test then got on a plane and went to his his golf course in new jersey right so that's what we thought so then the president's special doctor special um, special he's it, it, the presidential it's the doctor to the president of the united states had this to say ah uh, i'll take swords for 400 <laughs> wait what that's sean connery sean conley conley oh oh that's, that's a different one this is going to change that story. I don't even think that was the real Sean Connery. Sean Conley, Conley, Conley. Conley. I can remember that. Yeah, this is what he said. He has Con in his name, too. That's interesting. <laughs> Just 72 hours into the diagnosis. Whoa, what? The first week of COVID, and in particular days 7 to 10, are the most critical in determining the likely course of this illness. 72 hours into it, huh? So, yeah, he said 70. So, so today. That was today, Saturday. This, Saturday. He said that we're in 72 hours into this. 72 hours from Saturday. Wednesday a.m. Wednesday a. around, yeah, red lunchtime. Or early early lunch. So that doesn't make sense. Yeah, that doesn't make sense at all. And if, if, if true, which there is some dispute over, but if true, that means that he not only went to that New Jersey fundraiser, he went to another one the day before, as well as the trip to Minnesota. I mean, he, he was... <sighs> yeah. And it's starting to look like he didn't get it from Hope Picks, but maybe the other way around. Oh, we should also point out that he blamed police and military members for Hope getting sick in the first place. Well, we, we learned he didn't care much for military members. So. <laughs> we have learned about that. Suckers and losers. Yeah. yeah. So, and then there was also this, uh, this isn't uh, Sean Connery. This is the other guy. About 48 hours ago, the president received uh, a special antibody therapy directed against the coronavirus. And we're working very closely with the company to monitor him. 48 hours before Saturday about noon was Thursday about noon. Right. And he's getting B- before he supposedly had a positive test. And they're giving him like the like Ex- this like huge experimental yeah, treatment. Experimental antibody treatment. Yeah, that doesn't make He was sense. sick. And I honestly, I honestly, Judson, believe he was sick before Wednesday. I mean, he definitely had it before Wednesday because you, yeah. you have it before you're test positive. Right. And he's gotten sicker faster than you would have expected, which right. means that the timeline is probably wrong. Right. And we don't expect the White House to uh, ever share the there, correct timeline with there's us. There's no, they have no credibility. 
they, they've squ- if they were ever going to have it, they squandered it day one with, this is the largest crowd size uh, in a pr- presidential inauguration in history. Period. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Well, that's, it. that's in our little opening yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. Then, obviously, he went to Walter Reed Friday evening. Early, as as early you do evening. when you don't have any real symptoms in your very mild case. Right. So then let's also talk about what happened. And so we're kind of still in the timeline. But, uh, uh, but then we learned that a bunch of other people got sick a bunch and they're all gop people every single one of them it's weird right that's crazy and i think there's some conspiracy theories around that. there are mike lee tom tillis kellyanne conway john jank oh kellyanne <laughs> not you no no i heard she's not sick she's alternative healthy oh that's great yeah that's great john jenkins hope hicks ronna mcdaniel bill stevian chris christie ron johnson some White House reporter. Three, three White House reporters, at least. Three. Last, last I heard. Uh, Barr and Giuliani, there's no... I don't understand how they could be negative, but they're not quarantining. They're not, yeah. I mean, three U.S. senators, all Republicans. Uh, Two on the, the Judiciary Committee. Right. So this is probably going to impact uh, the Amy Coney Barrett. Which we haven't even talked about yet. Holy shit. Dude, it's the number one thing to talk about uh, on my list. But there is kind of an irony that, we, that we're that we thinking that the super spreader event was actually the Amy Coney Barrett announcement. Yes. That right? seems to have been the case. Yeah. Right. So what's going on with him now? I mean, trying to sort through the White House bullshit. You had Ronnie Jackson on Friday tweeting tweeting Ronnie this fucking jackson ronnie jackson for those of you who don't know is the same guy who said trump could live for 200 years extremely he healthy the best genetics best and, genetics yeah. ronnie said uh in his tweet on friday night our president and first lady have tested positive for covid19 however rest assured that they are both fine and completely uh asymptotic asymptotic yeah not the right word. I was wondering if I was reading that wrong. Yeah. Nope. The president is in very good health and has no comorbidities. 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 Yeah. That's comorbidities. Comorbidities. Sure. <laughs> comorbidities. He's, wow. He's a really good doctor, guys. He's, <laughs> he's the best doctor. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Also, also totally wrong with what he said because Trump has several comorbidities. He does. On on top of which, not asymptomatic. Cut this guy some slack. He said comorbides. I don't really know anything about Trump's comorbides. Okay. Do you want to know more about his comorbides? I don't. I don't. I really okay. don't. Well, then you had Trump's today doctor give his assessment. This is Sean Connery. Sean Conley. Conley. Well, I am the last one. <laughs> Shit, I did it again. He's a dragon in that. I am the last one. <laughs> I am the last one. I'll take short for 400. <laughs> that was the real Sean Connery, though. That was actually as the a real dragon. Sean Connery. Right, as a drag. Anyway, that's Trump's doctor. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, that's not, that's not Trump's doctor. No, it's not. This is Trump's <laughs> doctor right here. At this time, the team and I are extremely happy with the progress the president has made. Now you're the only ones. Thursday, he had a mild cough and some nasal congestion and fatigue. All of which are now resolving and improving. Right. He, he insisted in that same press conference that he does no longer has a fever. He said that he's not on a ventilator, not, not an oxygen. Not receiving oxygen at this at this time. 
and he was pushed and he said he wasn't receiving it yesterday. He was like, it was, they asked, was he ever on oxygen? Yeah. And he just wouldn't answer that question. Because, because he was, he was on oxygen on Friday before he went to the, to Walter Reed. Right. right. But that doesn't jibe with the other things that we're hearing. Now, bear in mind, the other things are leaks. They're yeah. not verified. But you no, know, I was watching Sanjay Gupta talk about how what these doctors were saying just didn't line up with the timeline of this disease. Right. Well, if your timeline is totally wrong, that might explain part of that too. Right. But what else have we heard that doesn't really align with what Sean Connery said? I mean, a, a lot of things. We uh, Apparently, the, we, we had initially a leak. So I don't, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but right after Conley's statements, there was a White House official, we are told, who spoke off the record with reporters who gave a much more dire assessment and basically said that it's not that good. These next 24 to 48 hours are, are just critical and it really, really don't know where it's going to go. The, it's not as rosy a picture as Conley painted there. And it turns out that that White House official was actually the chief of staff, Mark Meadows, because he got caught on a hot mic asking to go off the record with the, the, the pool. Oops. Well, we were going to talk about conspiracy theories. I don't think there's time for that. But I do want I, I do want to check in with the MAGA set and just see how they're reacting to this. Please because- do. You know, a lot of them are COVID deniers. You sure. Know, not all of them. We we got to hear from a few of them. Uh, Mike Lindell. Do you know who that is? The name sounds familiar, but I don't know off the top of my head now. He's the CEO of MyPillow, Jesse. Oh, right. Because <laughs> we don't call him his name. We call him the MyPillow guy. We do. He said Trump works 20 hours a day. I think it'll be tough. He's a fighter. It'll be tough to keep him down. Trump does not work 20 hours a day. I think you take the zero off and you might still be overshooting. Do you, do you mean watching television? Do you think his job is watching Fox News? Because if so, maybe. Uh, uh, <laughs> Brendan Dilly, a self-described MAGA life coach. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, that's uh, To use a phrase that I know some of our listeners hate, there's a lot to unpack there. What? <laughs> He's a MAGA life coach. No, no, uh-uh, no. I really, I it's want to do, I want to call Brendan Dilly and to get him on this show and have an interview. I want to learn what a MAGA life coach is. I want, I want to, I, I have to, I must know this. I'm going to reach out to him. You I, should. I swear no, no, you I am. Defi- you definitely should. But he said. <laughs> oh my God. You've never seen him sick. You've never, never seen him without energy. Oh, False. False. He's not walking around weak ass. He ain't got those liberal genes. These are like God tier genetics. Top one percentile genetics. I'm sorry, he thinks liberal genes are weaker than MAGA genes. There aren't liberal genes or MAGA genes. Right, right, exactly. That's 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 your first clue that it's bullshit. He's not a science teacher. He's a MAGA life coach. <laughs> right. Sorry. Oh, I forgot. We're gonna close on just the fu- a bunch of funny memes that that have come out of this. But I have one last question for you, and I'll answer it as well. Okay. We like the left has gotten a lot of flack from the right over this because there are a lot of us that are Freud. We're yeah. There's. I, I saw a statistic, I think, that Google reported that the search for Schadenfreude <laughs> had gone up like 36,000%, something seems, like that. That seems reasonable. Sure. Yeah. I didn't search for it. I felt it. Didn't search for are, it. <laughs> didn't have to you, look w- hard. W- we, we knew what it meant. Yeah. Do you want him to die? I'll just come right out and ask. <sighs> I've I've gone I, I've actually evolved on this since we last spoke. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, no, I, I, I think I think it's best for the country if he does not die. 
Which country is that? Our country. Okay. That was my thinking initially. My first, my first gut instinct was, no, I don't want him to die. I want him. To, I want him. To, I want him to die in jail, like where he belongs. That, that's that's what I want to happen to him. I. But I'm kind of coming around to maybe it might work out for the best if that didn't that that didn't happen. So were you as firm? You were, you used to be firmly in the. For, I was firmly. I don't the, want he, him to sh- die. he should live camp, and now and now I'm kind of in like, yeah, maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, based on. Some of the stuff that Giuliani has been saying, Giuliani called into Fox News, said that That's he joy. was quoting the president before his latest proof of life video came out. He didn't. He didn't look great in that video. Didn't look. Yeah, didn't look great. The things that he said were the things we're scared of him coming out of this saying. That it's not that bad. That it's not that bad. That I. That I'm. That I'm gonna. We're gonna beat this, and I'm gonna. I'm doing this to prove that we can beat this, and make no. And so no one's afraid of it anymore, and we can open back up and 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 handle this, you know, with with courage and and not fear. And I'm like, no, maybe 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 this needs to just stop here. We need to just be done with this. If he dies, one hundred percent, they're going to blame it on the deep state and Democrats. Some people, yes, absolutely. A I'm, lot of people. I'm really, I'm really excited, though, to know what QAnon says about it, because I want to know where him dying falls in the plan. Trust yeah. the plan, everybody. Right. Fucking explain this, guys. Go for it. I mean, I've thought about this a lot. I can't bring myself to say out loud or to even think that I want someone to die. Right. That said... <laughs> I will tell you that, I mean, I'm just going to be honest. I mean, I'm a human. I have feelings. I was very happy Friday all day. I was in a very good mood. I think I was glad that he had it. And that's not, I'm not proud of that. Like I struggled with that. I was kind of felt kind of guilty about it. Right. And I will also say that I felt a little disappointed that he didn't look worse in his proof of life video today <laughs> on Saturday. I mean, he looked bad, but he didn't look. Well, the conspiracy theorists are already churning because like he didn't show like a, like a newspaper, like this is today's day to reference anything. Oh, that... Stop it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, he recorded that like a pantry before the, before he left for the white, the, the, for the uh, hospital. Fucking stop it. Yeah. Can, uh-huh. can people just not be stupid? No, no, we can't. We can't do that. But I mean, I think there are a lot of people that I mean, Twitter has been banning people that wish death on him. And there's been an outcry about that. It's funny. Be- yeah, because it feels like they, they, they could if they could have done this before now, why did we just suffer through all the death threats and wishing of harm for let's let's say RBG. I know there were tweets out there that were like just waiting for her salivating over her death before she died. And I'm yeah. pretty sure those tweets are still up there somewhere. Yep. I mean the whole Hillary and pneumonia thing in 2016. Yeah, absolutely. Any pretty much any woman of online has faced those sorts of uh, insults and and threats. Right. Yeah, and Twitter just going after the the people wishing. Look, I don't think I look, I'm not going to go on any social media platform and wish him death. I'm not going to do it on this show. But at the same time, you know, I I'm, I'm also be not going to thing in the world. I also put the Hallelujah drop and the Hunger Games drop in this <laughs> in this show in the show folder just in case just um, in case i i mean in this way i put this i put ding dong the witch is dead in there too <laughs> let's wrap this up uh on a on a fun note yeah fun i mean there's gall- maybe gallows humor but we're, we're we're big on on gallows humor here yeah and the at, internet at the, at the facts and friends <laughs> podcast we are Big on that. I had longtime listeners will know I had cancer and we joked about that a lot because that's how we deal with cancer, cancer, cancer. (laughs) I knew this was going to come up. I just didn't think it was going to come up in the first show. Oh, my God. So uh, we make fun of all kinds of things because that's how we kind of at least that's how I cope with 
the sorts of stressful situations. Just because it's someone else's stressful situation doesn't mean I'm not going to make fun of it. Okay. So we found some good ones on Twitter. Have that. <laughs> Matt Stamen. Matt Stamen. Yeah, Stamen. COVID-19 is the only thing Trump has ever acquired in life by actually earning it. <laughs> he did earn it. I he mean, he, he Matt did. has a point. He, he was he was trying for it. He tried really hard. Oh, and a callback to our debate uh, at Still Banned. Uh, Zach Perlman said, COVID-19 officially denounces white supremacy. Oh, my. Did it hammer hall before? <laughs> no, no. I think it was pretty definitive. Yeah. Yeah, I know it did. A lot of people have made this next comparison. This one is from Stephen Robinson. He said, I feel like there's a real Stephen King vibe to a powerful man flagrantly ignoring a dead woman's final wishes. And then really uh, interesting things start happening to, happening to him. <laughs> That reminds me of the the meme that was uh, uh it looks like RBG won her first yeah, yeah, RBG argument argued first in yeah front of successfully God. argued her first case before God yeah yeah <laughs> I like this one at Floss Obama Trump is in several high risk groups elderly obese low income <laughs> we haven't even talked about his taxes we haven't talked about his taxes oh we, didn't, we didn't have time we didn't have time at how to raise a jerk listen. I think it's really important to be respectful of the president in this difficult time by following in his lead and mercilessly mocking him 24-7. Hey. I fully support that. Absolutely. Yeah. Mike Drucker, coronavirus, stand back and stand by. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> the, the, Shot at you, Biden. Yeah. Shot at you. <laughs> Oh, I, I had I actually quoted myself here. Of course you did. <laughs> so my handle's uh, at the fault in my arse, my cancer. No. Um, <laughs> upon hearing of Trump receiving compassionate use waiver for the experimental antibody regimen that he's that he's undergone, I feel like maybe you should be able to show compassion before being pushed to the front of the line to receive it. Wow. So guys, if you want to follow uh, at the fault in my arse, just remember he's the guy who said this. I know some six-year-old girls who are just begging. Oh, me. come on. Okay. Uh, where's my timer? Where's my timer? Oh, oh It's still yes. running. It's still running. Oh. Where is it? Oh, it's a, oh, well over an hour and a half. Well done. Wow. <laughs> I made it longer than I thought. Uh, longer than I thought, too, really. Reset the clock. Yeah. <laughs> that Pete Woods. Cheer up, Mr. President. Herman King got COVID, and he's still managing to tweet. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I saw someone offer someone a hundred bucks to uh, dress up as Herman Cain and oh. go tell him that he would be visited by three ghosts tonight. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, just on a slightly serious note, as if the show hasn't been uh, serious enough. Sure. Uh, as Trump gets a top taxpayer finance COVID treatment. You lost me very briefly when you said as Trump gets a top. <laughs> <laughs> Please remember that he paid virtually no taxes and he is suing in court to take away health care uh, of 30 million Americans. Yeah. Just his behavior, given kind of any, almost any interpretation of the timeline, is just disgust. It's just like flagrant disregard for human life. Anyone else other than him yeah. and human life. And, and I think Jake Tapper summed it up really well. Make no mistake, this was not just reckless behavior. This was a demonstration of a wanton disregard for human life. President Trump, now in quarantine, has become a symbol of his own failures. Amen. A fucking man.
Thanks so much for listening. We're really happy to be back. Uh, we're going to close out the show. We're going to do it very quickly. Um, this is normally a space where we you know, ask you to kind of follow our social media and check us out individually and as a podcast. But we don't have a lot of that stuff set up. So <laughs> we're running on a shoestring here. Yeah, you can find me at Uncle Tortilla on Twitter. Judson, where can they find you? Uh, I'm at, at the fault and my arse, the letter N. Oh, I didn't need to ask you because you already plugged it in yeah. the earlier segment. I, yeah, I did. So just real quick, uh, what you can expect uh, going forward is probably funnier shows. I think the show was a little bit more serious, but there's so much to cover. And uh, we're, I think we're going we're going to commit to weekly, right? That's the plan. That's the plan. Okay, so weekly shows, yep. we'll probably take a break at some point, uh, just like a week or two uh, at the most, but certainly not after the not until after the elections resolved. And who knows when that's going to be. <laughs> also, like we are working on our social media presence. It's going to be bigger than before. And uh, we have a ton of content from our old show that uh, a lot of you may not have heard. So we also have, you know, special web only content that we kind of joked about in the last show because <laughs> uh, we said it was there, but it often wasn't. It, yeah, rarely. Kind of, it's the opposite of COVID. Um, <laughs> it's the opposite of Trump's administration's uh, approach to COVID. Uh, they said it wasn't there, but it often was. Yeah. That's that's kind of we're kind of rushing through because this has been such a long show. Uh, any final thoughts to uh, to leave our listeners with, Judson? Oh, that's I wasn't prepared for that. Final thoughts. Well, this is can be edited, so you can take a second to think about it. Yeah. Oh, I, d- I actually I do. Okay, I do have my final thoughts. My final thoughts are: wash your hands and wear a goddamn mask. That's that's my final thoughts. I, I need to talk to my grocery store because um you know how they have the social distancing lines so you they have circles on the floor where you're sure. allowed to stand. Yep. Well, my grocery store thinks that coronavirus can only spread forwards and backwards oh. because they will often open lines next to each other. So you're standing oh. two feet away from the person on your left. That, that's. But you're six feet away from the person on your, in front of you and behind you. And just like. Guys, do you not understand that I think coronavirus does understand left to right travel? No, no, no. Uh, it's like it's 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 like a it's like a rook in chess. It only goes forward. It only goes up and down the line. It only, uh, up, yeah. A rook can go right to left. You dolt. I I know. I know. Shut up. There's there's no way to do that. It's like bishops, and but they they go yeah. Anyway, need a different Judson, need a different. Analogy. So what we've learned on this show is Judson's never played chess before. <laughs> uh well, it wouldn't be a show if uh, we didn't end it with this. Be good or be good at it. Over. Roger that. <laughs> I always am. Some of you will know what that means, and some of you won't. <laughs> so I guess that means we're done with our first show. How do you think it went, Jake? That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire. <laughs> inside a train wreck. (laughs) Okay then, Jake. Thanks. Uh, We'll see the rest of you next week. Take care.